Hey everybody, welcome back to Sung's Garage. Man, this week feels like time has stood still. We're all sheltering in place while we all do our part not to spread this virus. So hopefully you guys are all out there being safe. But luckily, I picked up a new project car, a 1963 320 Datsun truck, also known as Opa. In this week's podcast, we introduce Opa to you, and I hope you enjoy. Alright, you guys be good. What's up, everybody? All right, so we are um, in my garage, uh, March 16th. 19th. 19th. Yeah, it's it's a crazy time right now. And I'm here with a couple of friends. Behind the camera is Anson, and he's going to talk to us uh, because uh, we don't want to invite a whole bunch of people here. Uh, three of us have been hanging out uh, before the coronavirus, so I think we're safe. We don't really go out and meet people, so we're kind of self-quarantining ourselves with a, a project car. So basically, we've taken this crisis as an opportunity to get together, being responsible, um, but uh, working on a project, you know, kind of collaborating artistically, you know, just being able to talk about it, being able to kind of learn what this technology was in 1963, um, and just kind of go through this crazy time together, um, you know, with one another and do something positive. So that's where we are. So what inspired you to look for a car for a new project? Well... Um, Mikey and I have been talking about doing a, a project together and originally we were thinking about doing a 240 but you know something that that hopefully that's something in the future but I was also looking for a truck for one of the characters in the film that I'm directing um, and th- my directorial debut uh, it has a character named Bob and he uh, has a beat-up truck or El Camino in the script, so we wanted to. I wanted to look for something with character, and then I was on Craigslist, and I looked up Datsun, and this thing came out, and I've never seen this before. I've never seen a Datsun 320. Um, it just has 60 horsepower. Uh, it's called a Datsun 1200. That's the badging, and it has a crankshaft. It's um, it has a choke, it has four on the tree, which is, that means that instead of a manual on the floor, it's like right here. I, I've never even driven one of those cars, and I've never even started a car with a crank uh, starter before. So it's like this wonderful education. It's a kind of a, um, a great project to learn. But anyway, going back to your question, that's how I discovered him. Um, that was the inspiration. So then... Um, I went to go look at the car, met the owner. He was Hawaiian. Um, I called Mike. He brought his trailer. I told him, uh, tell him, tell him, yeah. tell him what happened, Mike. What's the conversation like when he called you? So I, I woke up early Sunday morning to a, uh, a bright text from Sung saying, call me, I got a surprise for you. And I wasn't sure exactly what was going to come back as soon as I asked what, what he got. Um, and he sent me a picture of this thing. And, and at first I was like, 
what is he thinking? And then I started to see some of the lines of the truck and I'm like, man, this could be a cool project. And uh, so I think after that text, it was about two hours and we had this truck in our hands and on its way over here to uh, kind of tear into it to see what we got. So. And then we named it Opa. You want to explain why we, we're calling it Opa? Yeah, so Opa um, translates to older brother, correct? Correct. And uh, um, this will be the older brother to the Faguzi, uh, the 240Z that Sung built a couple years ago. Um, and the cool thing about that as well is the Faguzi is a 1973 and this is a 1963. Um, nice. Have you worked on Datsuns before? Yeah, so... Um, Future uh, legend here. <laughs> Future. Yeah, really? I predict. You can put your money on this guy. Okay. So, nice. uh, um, um, yeah, I, I've been in the automotive industry my whole life. And um, a little bit of everything, but it's kind of always circled around the Japanese car, Subarus, that sort of thing. How come? I just found a... a I just draw a liking towards them. Um, something about, you know, like with the Subarus, like small displacement, turbocharged, you know, decent amount of horsepower. Um, and just the styling characteristics of Japanese cars, I just feel are... just fits my liking. Who taught you? Who taught you? Yeah, so, so I was uh, blessed to be um, raised in a family that was very automotive oriented. Uh, my dad kind of raised us in the garage rather than on the football field. Uh, and I'm really grateful for that. And um, my dad's full-time in the automotive industry as well. And um, he pretty much taught me everything I know when it comes to these sort of things. And, and um, we always grew up with a Datsun of some sort in our garage. Um, but he knows his way around American cars because uh, his father, Mike Spagnolia Sr., uh, he was pretty much the uh, brains and brawn behind the uh, the Maverick underdog. Ah. And Mike helped work on that too. Yeah, and, and that, that's kind of where Sung and I first kind of started to turn wrenches together and and um, kind of where the blood started yeah. pumping for a future project without us even knowing it. But Sung, why did you choose Dotson again? Or like, why, why did you search that in the first place? Uh, well, I was, I'm always looking for like a 240 just kind of out in the market i want to see like what the prices are you know my daily uh, my daily uh you know uh kind of habit uh cadence when i wake up is i go on a, on craigslist and i look at uh old 240s i i, I search dotsons um and then you know it's just kind of a hobby of mine and then if there's a like a candidate i'll actually call or email and <laughs> I will actually physically go there and you know, look at the car. And that's how I bought the Faguzi. That's how I bought the Maverick. You know, so I love that process of meeting the owner, mm -hmm. driving somewhere. This car was in um, in a Monterey Park, so I went to meet the owner. And the owner, you can tell a lot about the car when you meet the owner. And this dude had just this kind of Hawaiian Aloha chill, and you know, he said he bought the car in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. The car's an original California car. It landed in La Puente. That's where it lived for most of its life. And then it shipped to Hawaii for some reason. He bought it in 2000, then brought it back to Monterey Park in 2001. And it's been sitting pretty much in storage since then. And I think he's recently put it outside. He tried to work on it. He lowered it. Um, but then he kind of just gave up. 
and then uh but you can it's been taken care of it's like i'm telling you this is not a girl car because for some reason it's it this speaks like old dude that just like won't stop like kicking you know i mean it's like my father-in-law he just keeps going it's like endless it's all beat up but it's like I don't care. It's like a matter of pride, and I'm telling you, right? Yeah. I mean, you can tell a lot. You met Aaron. Yeah. What was your impression? I mean, yeah. First of all, like same thing, just super chill dude. Um, and it was cool, you know. Like I, I bought a lot of cars where guys buy them, and it's just kind of like that project that sat on the side forever, and they just were getting it out of their hair. But Aaron really cared about this thing, and you could kind of tell that talking from him, you know. And he like. He had vision in it. I don't think he had time to complete yeah. that vision, but yeah. Um, but he, he wants had to passion. stay in touch, which yeah. is cool. That's awesome. I love, I love after the transformation, like getting the original owner to go and take a take a drive. You oh, know? nice. I mean, the Fuguzi was like that. We bought it from a, a man who came to the revealing when we did it at Greddy, and he got to sit in it and get to turn it over and nice. you know. Get the whole experience, and that's what we'd like to do for Aaron. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean that's the spirit of this car. The goal of this car, with all of this ancient technology, it's wouldn't it be a cool experience to teach a first-time driver how to drive a manual in this car, starting it up, crank, having to choke it, you know, it's the the column shifter, having to find the gears and work the clutch. Having to roll down the window, you know, it's like, you know, being in neutral and understanding how to, you know, uh, feel the car. And because it's such a low horsepower engine, you can still use the torque to go up hills, right? But so, but it's a manipulation of, you know, machine with your kind of dance. You have mm -hmm. to, you have to find kind of the dance of the, of, of, of of the song, like what's the opa dance? Like, <laughs> you know, is it is it slow? Is it like a ooh, ooh, like an old timer like ooh, 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 or is it you know is it is it is it gonna be like this you know uh, or yeah, is it gonna I, be ho oh, oh, ho you know I don't know or is it gonna be like Gangnam Style? <laughs> I don't know. What do you think, Mike? <laughs> what do you want the dance to be? Uh, we'll find <laughs> out here fairly <laughs> soon, I guess. The opa dance. You know. See, opa dance. That's, that's that's how you work on a car. Mm. Gotta find the cars dance, the song. Yeah. That's really all that you need to know is the cars dance and the rest is easy, right? Car song, yeah. So what was your first impression, Mike, when you walked Yeah, up? what was your first yeah. impression? Well, first of all, just after doing like that initial walk around, I realized that we got a very solid candidate for No, no, when you project. first saw it. When you first when I saw first, it. first saw when it. When you pulled up. You got you out of the like, car. What? Walked up. Well, my first, first impression was wow this thing's tiny and yeah. in pictures and stuff it that didn't come across when you first sent me a you know a couple screenshots of it yeah. um and then i started to see you know there's some lines on this thing that you can't see from a 2d image yeah. um mm -hmm. and just like the the like shape of the fenders and the um, um which is like a mini cooper it's yeah. a knockoff of a mini cooper man yeah, Don't you think yeah exactly it's it a knockoff is, right? of a mini cooper like the just the way that the lights work and the grill and and uh, just overall, it's just it's just a cool looking truck that, and that didn't come across when I first saw the pictures. And so as soon as I saw it in person, it was like, yeah, we got something here. Yeah, um, it's special. 
Is this pretty hard to find? Like, is this a unique model year? Have you ever seen one? I've never seen one in person. Um, That's I, crazy. I knew that Datsun had a fleet of um, old trucks, like old, old trucks, other than like the 620. That's very common. Um, yeah. But no, I, I didn't know about this thing at all. Even the motor, I think it's an E1 motor, right? E1, yeah. I've never heard of an E1 motor in all mm. my, you know. It's kind of a cool name things. for a motor, E1. Mm -hmm. So yeah. when you get a car like this and you want to, you know, restore it, build it up, like what's the first things you want to do? Like, what, like basically what are your first goals? Both your first goals right now. Hey man, Opa. first thing first, man, you got to clean it. You got to clean the car. I like, I think, I, I like to sit with the car at night by myself kind of talk to the car, kind of clean it, touch it, you know, like get into every corner, uh, see where, you know, there's rust issues. Like when you're down like this, that's why I wear glasses when I work on the car because as I get older, it's, I can see close up because I'm nearsighted. But if I wear contacts, I'm like this. So I like to really get into the, to every kind of corner every part of the car, clean it up, see what we can refurbish. And then like, but why not celebrate the, you know, the patina of certain elements of the engine? Yeah. Patina, right? what's that? Patina? Patina is a Greek word for old paint. Old paint. <laughs> is this for real? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Patina, okay. like when, okay, okay. like a car. This has no patina. You see that? Uh -huh. It's like a new paint job, right? But this, you see all this, this, this. You know, for some people, this is damaged. But then, I think after 25 years, it becomes a thing called patina. It's it's a a beautiful way to say junky rust bucket paint job. Mm -hmm. The patina. Patina. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, a, that's offensive way. Like, ooh, I really love the patina. Rich really means, damn, your car is a piece of crap. <laughs> 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 but, so never name your daughter patina. I don't think that's a good name for a daughter. Patina? Okay. What do you think? No, definitely not. <laughs> but you know, hey, the patina is like in the last, what do you say, like 10 years? Patina has become a thing. Like dudes will find a car like this get it running and put some like a little this and that on there and then take it to SEMA yeah and then go look it's the patina SEMA is the SEMA stands for specialty equipment marketing association yes every year in November, Vegas right yeah in November in Nevada Vegas yeah Las mm -hmm. Vegas United States and it's like it would be called the Mecca for mm. every car guy Mm. Like you go there and it's like dudes it's like comic-con for car guys like all these car dudes are there with like their bags and stuff and they're just like <gasps> <laughs> oh, that sounds fun all day yeah every part wheels turbos paint and, glass and, and so people build and restore cars and bring it there yeah. yeah he had a car there last year nice what kind of car uh, last year we built a 1966 Datsun Roadster, uh, and I shoved a uh, like a 400 horsepower SR20 in it. Hey, how come you think like for car dudes, SEMA such a like? See, every year like guys race the clock to make it to SEMA deadline in November, but what? It's like such a s stressful, self-induced kind of thing. But it's like a 
like a rite of passage, don't it you It is, think? yeah. Yeah, so this was my first year doing a build by myself. I've been a part of a couple, but this was the first time by myself. And it was, when I finished that car, I told myself I would never, ever, ever do it again. Because yeah. the stress that you go through for those, you know, four or five months and the, the yeah. just the financial burden and like every, I could go through a whole list. Yeah. Um, your, your dad says that every car for the last, like, how old is he? Like a hundred? Uh, ninety years? Yeah. I think he, his first car was like a Model T. Yeah. I'm kidding. <laughs> it didn't even have a motor. He had to pedal it on the uh, Flintstone. <laughs> Flintstone. <laughs> okay, uh, so going back to first goals, after you clean it and look over every inch, then what? What's what's next? You think? So I think the idea right now is for us to get it running and driving um, under stock power. Yeah, but um, safe, safe. Yeah, get it safe. So um, go through all the hydraulics and. Uh, so what's wrong with it right now? Uh, so right now it's just a whole bunch of hydraulic issues, both clutch and brake. Um, we actually fired the motor, and uh, how was that? That was a fun experience. Sounds uh, like a sewing machine. Yeah. The, the the heartbeat, the heart is strong. He's a strong. He has a strong heart. If the odometer says sixty something thousand miles. It might be. What if there were the honest miles that it only? This was only driven sixty thousand miles. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, it would be cool. It'd be cool if we could keep this engine here. Mm -hmm. So after you try to start it up and drive it maybe around the block, then that kind of helps determine what the next steps are. Um, no, you gotta spend some more time with it. You gotta like get a sleeping bag, come out, talk to it like around three in the morning. You gotta yeah. go, yo, Opa. What are you feeling like doing? You want some new shoes? You want some new wheels? What kind? You want the new Jordans or you want the Watanabes? You know? Hey, you like patina? Or are you done looking like an old man and you want a little facelift? You want to go to the plastic surgeon over in K-Town? Because I know a guy that can get this patina and give you original factory paint coat gloss. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So you want to talk to it. You want to like ask the, 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 the car will speak for itself. You know, so many people are motor swapping cars left and right. Mm. And um, to get a car with one and E1, which is a, a fairly rare motor in Dotson's, and two for it to be a numbers matching motor, it would kind of be. What does a, that mean for people? What oh, are, so. Numbers matching, what does that mean to the car guy? So originally, um, you know, the, the cars come with this VIN tag and the VIN tag on this one says the engine number. And so like a numbers matching car um, all aligns with the um, uh, serial numbers on the VIN tag. And, um, and this number is 240-240-2067. Say it with me. 240-2067. 240-2467-240-2467-240-2467-240-2467-240-2467-240-2467-240-2467-240-2467-240-2467-240-2467-240-2467-240-2467-240-2467-240-2467-240-2467-240-2467-240-2467-240-2467-240-2467-240-2467-
the basis of it is taking an older car and putting modern technology in it, whether that be suspension or motor, um, that sort of thing. That's considered like a resto mod. Um, but it's broad. It's, it's very broad. broad mm -hmm. Right. You can mix the original parts with like newer parts, still resto mod, right? Yeah, yeah. Or is that a, what's a, what's a rat rod? So I guess a rat rod would be more like, like you said, the patina, like keeping it... Um, but it's what you decide to call it, right? Yeah. So you, this could be a rat rod, or it could be a resto mod, mm -hmm. or it could be a purist car. Right now so it's purist. A, what's a purist? Purist is pure. Like it's, I think pure comes from the Greek word peruka. It means pure, like nothing else, like water. <laughs> there's nothing in it. Yeah. So it's pure. So okay, okay. there's no like modern parts or parts from another car. It's like... The original, mm, the original OEM f from the factory parts, if it's replaced, it was right. the original part for this car. That's a purist. And some guys are like, you should never do like a new in newer engine or change the color. You should keep it the way it was. Mm -hmm. But then there's like a modern purist, which is like, just use Porsche parts, right? And you're like, okay, I guess that's purist, right? Mm. Uh, we're not purist. We're more... What would you say we are? We, we're like... And you're not resto mods, right? No, we're not. I don't... I don't... I don't know. That's too broad. Yeah. Yeah. I want more singular, like, okay, we are... So what are you guys, then? Uh... It's <laughs> uh, a tough one, huh? There's, there's no term that exists? No. What are we? I think we got to work on that one a little bit. Dreamist. Dreamist? Dr no. Artist? It's, it's an artistic expression, but then we're also, I think, for me, it, it's like the journey is like really important, the, 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 the mm. shared experience. But then also, I don't know, it's a, there's a relationship with the car when you're able to bring it to life and put this kind of ethos into it and it can't just come from me it comes from everybody that touches the car and who they represent right so mm. i don't know I'm maybe a a car birthist no, no, <laughs> what? that's not good <laughs> no. but but you guys you're you're kind of like storytellers though are we right i don't know i'm not about story well what do you mean like you want to know where this car came from, who owned it, where it located, then, yeah, then you like, want to, you don't want that to go away, so you want to keep some of it there. Oh, so, yeah. so there's still a reminder of the story, but yeah. then you also want to write your own new story yeah. and make, you know, include other people in the story and how they're going to. Yeah, we want to share the soul and the spirit of the car. We take out of context what we want to put into the narrative of this car. And we go, Opa is a car that's a California car from La Puente, brought here from Japan, lived here, and then went to Hawaii, lived in Hawaii, was bought by Aaron, who realized it was a California car. He moved back to Monterey Park, brought the truck with him, and that's its story. It's like a California, it's like a local California truck back. And, uh, and now, you know, the story continues. It's like chapter two of mm -hmm. Opa's like new life. Because 
I don't know what his name was before. I mean, it could have been like Bernard or Larry, Larry or, you know, Tyrell or or Bick the Win, you know, or Shish Kebab. Maybe. Maybe. It could be. I, I think it's also cool whenever we do a build like this to kind of look at, you know, when this truck came out and see, like, what this truck would have been used for. What was the, like, the demographic of buyer that would have bought this truck and used this truck and kind of mm. put some characteristics back into it as we do our refresh on it and as we build it to kind of our image. Yeah, especially being a California car, what was it used for? You know, my neighbor, Bill, came over and he said that he used to see these trucks growing up. And the people used to just put their surfboards in there. The surfers would use it. It's like cheap. You so you can, can, uh, can you guys give me a quick tour of the truck? Sure, go ahead. Mike, so ahead, for those Mike. listening on the podcast, we'll have the video up for on YouTube if you want to see these certain parts of the car. So basically, I mean, overall, like I said, we are starting out with like a super solid uh, body. There's basically no rust on this entire thing. Um, everything that's on here is very surface level. And, uh, you know, that's kind of the biggest issue that you deal with when you're doing one of these builds is, you know, they're whatever, 60 years old and that 60 years of rust that you kind of have to address. So, so if, if there is rust, that's bad, right? Like, yeah, it's, it's really just bad? a pain. Oh, okay. It's just more of a pain. It's um, like cancer. Yeah, it's just it's just not fun to deal with. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, metal's repairable, so basically anything's repairable. Um, but it's just not fun. Yeah. Um, and if there's a little bit of rust, there's normally a lot of rust. Um, yeah. And so it's good that there's no rust on this. Yeah, we got way lucky with this, and especially these old trucks. They mm. were like, they were not built very sturdy. Like they. They are very thin sheet metal. And so for us to find something this solid is, uh, I'd say, very rare. Um, nice. So yeah, we're overall, we're really happy with it. And it's complete. Um, you know, when you're looking at a vehicle like this to buy, little pieces like, you know, this trim right here. Um, a lot of these older cars, you can't find those. So if the truck didn't come with it, um, you'll have a pretty hard time replacing it. And uh, this car is pretty much 100% complete. And um, uh, once again, we're really lucky. Like things like the radio, um, like that radio, I'm sure is impossible to find. Um, and and yeah, so we we stumbled on a good one. Some, some oh, stumbled the, on a good one. Like, imagine if we lost that cap for the bed. Yeah, we have to fabricate that. Yeah, yeah, stuff like this. This is kind of like cool. a smuggler's box for I don't know, I don't I know what. Yeah, you got to get a screwdriver to pop it. I think. Oh, there it goes. <coughs> What's so that? That's, that's how you access the fuel tank. And uh, that's Kane oh. Factory. And like, I mean, little things like, this was a truck. When it came out, it was used for truck things, such as putting rocks and dirt and gravel in the bed. And this bed's completely straight. Um, a lot of these things you, you find, you know, with big dents in them or whatnot. And, and, uh, and this thing's just super solid, so. Nice. Um, one of the design characteristics that Dotson did is that they they did this little step from the cab to the bed, and um, and it's a line that to some is aesthetically unpleasing. And to who? To you? I don't know about to me. 
Uh, it was. I, it was. It was originally, and then it grew on me because I was like, that's kind of what the original Dotson designers did, and it'd be kind of cool to embrace that. But um, there was so, a sports model that had the line there with the Cadillac more sleek lights. So there was a there was two models, three models of this truck. There was this. There was the sports sleek version, which. They lined up what uh, Mike was telling you about. They evened the lines up, and then in the back, it looks like old Cadillac nail mm. air lights. And then also, uh, they had a U320, which was a four-seater with a shorter bed, almost like an El Camino. Nice. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, so I, I think, like, just the awkwardness, you know, like, on the front of the car, you got all these round edges, and everything's nice and round and mm -hmm. fit right. And then you go to the bed, and it's just wall 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 like it just it's very uh boxy um and like such as the fender flares you know the rears are very squared off and the fronts are very rounded um mm, y'all i see and it just this truck's very unproportional but it's beautiful in that way in my opinion um and so i think we're going to potentially embrace it um we're kind of up in the air on a lot of things on this right now and like we kind of talked about before, I, I think we're going to sit on it and drive it around the way it is and just kind of feel what it wants to be. And uh, once we figure that out, go for it. About this tailgate. Yeah, so this thing swings up like that. And this is kind of an interesting design characteristic is the split bumper. Um, and I think, you know, that's another thing that kind of made this truck unique. A lot of the, you know, trucks had a, a single piece bumper and this had two separate ones like the firebird yeah firebird right or is it is it firebird or camaro there's a camaro split bumper right oh really or firebird pontiac firebird or P camaro split bumper anyway sorry but that's a very like different characteristic of this truck that you don't really see so um i think that would be possibly cool to keep and embrace so um, nice and like things like you know, like the, the bed hooks. Um, I mean, this was a, a truck that was used for truck things, like tying down whatever, your tractor. Um, Where do you think you learned your, like, appreciation for old things, Mike? Like, like some people just want to, like, swap everything out for the latest and greatest, right? But where'd you learn? Because I feel like it's like using old tools for, like, you know, today's art. This is kind of a way for me to use old technology, yeah. but then present it in a modern way. Where'd you learn? Where'd you learn the appreciation? I think, that's a good question. I, I think it kind of came from being in the automotive world my whole life and always seeing the newest and the baddest and the craziest and the, and the you know, the the conversion cars that had all this modern technology in it and just really kind of taking a step back and saying, you know, original is now cool. It's almost mm -hmm. like a reverse thing that happened. Like once you kind of see all the crazy, you start to appreciate the not so crazy and start to see the beauty and, um, and originality. How old were you when you went to your first SEMA? Um, I was 16. 16. Nice. That's not true. I think I was actually 12. Uh, you have to be 16 <laughs> to go to SEMA, though. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, beep, 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 beep. Um, 
but yeah, and I've been every single year, and uh, it's uh, definitely a highlight of my um, year, and uh, I've made amazing relationships there. That's where I met Sung, and um, yeah, it's just kind of been a big part of my life and kind of shaped um, my styling and and appreciation for cars. So all those cars you've seen all through your life and you've never seen one of these in person, that's crazy, right? That's crazy. That's what's exciting, is that if you haven't seen this... Well, have you seen it? No. <laughs> I mean, you know, what? not that to say that you're much older, but... I am. Yeah. I'm like twice his age, but I've never seen one. I never knew these existed. So it's like opened my eyes to a whole new like world of Datsuns like that's been ignored like but you know there is a community but I'm like yo man these cars are like art pieces now like this is part of history I need to celebrate this and then to have this like master fabricator mechanic you know lover of Datsuns that's also passionate about you know creating something like special um, not just for the sake of making something cool, but um, doing something that will kind of be here beyond, you know, us and leave a legacy. And it's like, we'll use this car to teach, you know, well, it's a shared experience to teach people how to drive a manual car or just share it with someone who already knows how to drive a manual car, but they never drove something on, you know, on, on the column. Yeah, can you show just me share. that? Someone show me that? Yeah, go ahead, Mike. What are you guys talking about? I don't understand this column. Yeah, so tree. normally in a manual car, you'd have the gear selector coming up through the center of the um, floorboard, and that's how you would pick right, where you right. want to go in. But here, it's on the column. And, uh, oh. and I don't know the shift pattern for this, um but like i know on like some of the older chevys and fords it's not like first second third fourth you know mm. it's like first second like do something weird third fourth and uh it makes the driving experience different and fun i've and, i've uh, actually seen that uh when i was traveling in burma yeah a lot uh -huh. of the cars and taxis were still uh what do you call it so it's for the tree yeah so they, they would what's the technical term so like the common term is is all like all the old fords and chevys were three on the tree so everyone would either say four on the floor or three on the tree um, um, this is actually a four on the tree um, so it's a four speed i'm guessing first gear is very much a grainy gear meaning that like it's just for torque and it might top out at yes miles the tree is more of a slang it's more yeah. of like straight slang instead of going Oh, there's four gears on this rod, aluminum rod, with the little dingling ding on the end. You go, yo, man, that's four on the tree. <laughs> that's what you, oh, you got three on the tree. Yeah, yeah, Not exactly. Four on the aluminum steel rod with the little dingling. <laughs> <laughs> but still, you still uh, have to use a clutch, everything, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, it's all still the same. You still got to use your clutch and whatnot. Um, basically, it just moves it from here to here. Nice. What else is in here that, that what, like, some of your favorite parts of this I car? think, I mean, obviously, that's obviously the best part of this thing so far. <laughs> <laughs> Squeeze that in. Yeah. What is that? Describe that. You're going to have to get sung to try <laughs> What is that? Did you describe the... that, Sung? Which one? That? Which one?
the the thing hanging upside down on the mirror. Oh, that's the samurai. <laughs> that's the samurai. Oh, you know, just a samurai. No, 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 no that's the sumo. <laughs> sumo, yeah. The sumo Bob. <laughs> sumo Bob. The sumo Bob. He's from New Orleans. I bought him in New Orleans when I was shooting bullet to the head with uh -huh. Sylvester Stallone. It was actually on my Schwinn bicycle, but I felt like Sumo Bob wanted to hang out with a fellow Japanese. And so Opa, his Japanese roots, and Sumo Bob are friends now. <laughs> Meant nice. to be. Hey, you know, you know, let me get a little Spanish lesson tonight. Is, right. Do you know what cajones means? It's C-A-J-O-N-E-S. Cojones. I've heard of it. So, Opa has really big cojones. Strong mm -hmm. steel cojones. Mike? You gotta be careful. You can't get too close. But there they are. <laughs> it's too bright. It's too bright. <laughs> the cojones. You can only leave that open for That's a couple minutes at a time. You Opa's cojones. <laughs> See, he's very protective <laughs> of Opa's cojones. It's, it's, please, shut it and lock it. Thank you. Nice. Yeah. All right. So All you right. got to give a, the heart, the car, not only a heart, but you got to give him some cojones too. There you go. The other thing is, did you, I, I know you kind of talked about it before, but... The 60 horsepower badge, you know, in a yeah. day and age that we live in right now where you know, factory cars are pushing a thousand horsepower and now thousand factory. We're in this numbers game of just big, big, big numbers. Yeah. It's kind of beautiful to like go back and see like they were proud of this sixty proud. horsepower, you know? Like that that was big numbers back you then. Know, you know when they pulled up in this <laughs> car back in sixty three when the dude bought this car, let's say his name was like Jamal. Yeah. And he pulled up and he saw you right in your little like 45 horsepower yeah. pulled up i would like if this was my car that was your car right there i would pull up and i'd go yeah what's up <laughs> 60 horsepower and then they'd look inside and they'd be like oh jamal's got the four on the tree and then it became over four on the tree that's right <laughs> it's not just the steel rod with a little dingling <laughs> Yeah, and then you went home and you talked to your wife, Barbara, and you were like, Barbara, just had a horrible day. Because Jamal, he got 60 horsepower. <laughs> I feel inadequate. I only got 45. <laughs> what am I going to do? Barbara's like, Whoosh! snap out of it. Snap out of it. It's not about the horsepower. And you're like, you're right. You're right, Barbara. So... <laughs> <laughs> So what? Is, so, sixty horsepower. So what are you guys envisioning for this entire build? Like more, more horsepower, more, more what? Or like what's what's what are you guys envisioning? Definitely more horsepower. I mean, more horsepower is more better always. And uh, double digits for sure. Easy, easy. Double digits is our goal. We're aiming high. <laughs> you mean triple digits? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're already in that double digit. <laughs> you hope, you hope. The last double, 99, <laughs> is what we're going for. Or 63. Yeah, 63. Just give us yeah. three more. Give us three more. We're just looking for more. How about that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. He might not want more. Yeah, that's true. You might, you know, like my father-in-law's 88. Like, when I give him, like, a big steak, he doesn't want it. Yeah. He just wants just a little bit. He said it's enough. He goes, for him... 
He just needs a little bit. He doesn't need the whole like tomahawk. Mm -hmm. he, he might just want the little end piece. Yeah, he might just want three horsepower. Yeah, that's true. We'll see. I'm hoping he has a big appetite, and you know, we go to 99. Yeah. Or even 100. If we could go 100, that's the fastest 310 in the history of the world. <laughs> that's true. So, your your last your two last builds, Fukuzi and Underdog, you. You basically created this community to have people come and work on the car. Was that is that something you want to do this this time too? Uh, I don't think at the same level. I think this the spirit of this car, you know, I think is just kind of grassroots, simplest, simplistic. You know, it's, it's like a it's like a true starter car. And I think the reason I love the idea of working with Mike is that. You know, he recently opened his shop, uh, Purpose, uh, Purpose, what's your? Purpose Built Motors. Purpose Built Motors. I'm a horrible salesman. For it. <laughs> but anyway, he recently opened his own business and I want to support, you know, young men like him that make a living working with their hands and that have passion in what they do and also are good mood dudes that are do the right thing kind of dudes that inspire me uh, just hanging out and someone that you want to hang out with and spend hours with and, you know, go through a journey together, learn together, teach, mentor, be mentored. Like his knowledge of engines and, you know, all the mechanics of a car is like, yeah, you know, man, I'm not even a white belt compared to him. He's already like, you know, you know, like, like two stripe black belt. Right. So he's like second degree, third degree right there. I'm like, I don't, I didn't even worry. I'm still in a t-shirt. Like I'm in sweats. Like I'm still visiting like the weekly free class compared to my, that's what I am. So, you know, that's the whole spirit of this car. It'd be nice to get other um, young, passionate car guys that um, are doing their thing. And, you know, if, if it be it, you know, upholstery or paint or suspension or engine parts or. Yeah. And just kind of pulling in the community and, and, you know, reaching out as needed. Um, at the end of the day, you know, we do this for fun. You know, we're mm. in this because, you know, we do it for fun. And uh, I think that was one of the things that Sung and I kind of both agreed on in some of the builds that we've done is like the most fun times that we've had is just kind of working late at night, wrenching, like, you know. Yeah. Um, we don't want any deadline. Yeah. We don't want any sponsor kind of you know, uh, conditions or obligations where we have, we're building it because there's some other underlying reason for it. I think this one, we just want to build because first of all, it's a horrible time in the world. This whole coronavirus is keeping everybody isolated. There's like massive depression that's happening. I think if I didn't have a project like this and I didn't have you guys here, yo man, I'd be going crazy. Why is that door open? Oh, hello. I got that. I got we're in my garage, so I gotta take out the garbage. Oh, we're on camera. All right, so hold on, I gotta do my chores. Go ahead, Mike. Keep talking. Uh, yeah, so. but, but just like the, the simplicity of building this thing just like in a garage is just kind of cool, just taking a step back. Um, yeah. Rather than having this you know, big budget, you know, crazy build plan. Um, it's kind of cool to do it a little slower and kind of do more of a backyard garage build. 
It's a blessing, man. I don't know what I would be. I think I'd be going crazy right now. Can't go to the gym. Can't go anywhere. Yeah, man. You don't want people like strangers over here. A whole bunch of people. So I think without this Opa project, I I don't know. What, I, it's, it really is like a like older brother coming in, mm -hmm. like going, all right, I'm going to help you guys out. So, yeah. So it doesn't sound like... Uh decisions are made yet or well we we want to talk to the a, a, a render artist uh -huh. and give our like design cue ideas and inspirations and see what another artist can do or kind of digest our ideas and then put it in a 3d image right okay. or 2d at least and then and then kind of use that as like a map of going yeah like that that doesn't work the paint here or this and that so I think that's a conversation that's going to happen with the three of us. I found a render artist, this amazing guy in the UK, England, and he's working from home. And it'd be kind of cool to kind of show that this collaboration is happening, like, you know, across the pond like this virtually. But there's like this common passion for cars. And um, yeah, man, our initial like correspondence, like he's totally jazzed that this has never been done and it's going to challenge him. He doesn't have a model to base, you know, his rendering off of. So he's going to have to kind of hand stitch it by himself. So it's going to be cool. You know, I can't wait to like talk to him and, you know, pick his brain, yeah. you know, and see what he comes up with after we share our ideas and inspiration. Cool. Yeah. But you're still taking suggestions though, right? Oh yeah. Like, um, just different. Not everyone. Like, some people are <laughs> like, hey, you should, you know, put some, you know, like, underglow. Oh, no, we ain't doing that. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. We ain't doing that. Yeah, no, I, I think it's important to kind of reach out and just kind of see what the masses just envision. I mean. You want underglow? <laughs> I mean, I'm not opposed to it. What we can discuss underglow? it later. All right, that's... As long as it's like blue or something, that'd be kind of sick <laughs> there. <laughs> I knew it. I knew you were underglow guy. Cool, cool. So, yeah, I guess everyone just stay tuned on Sung's Garage and find yeah. out the... Give us your ideas too, man. Any ideas? If anybody's ever worked on one of these cars, you know, just like help us out. You know, if you have suggestions, send us some images, like... Yeah, I think this can be all of our cars. Like while we're locked up, let's all kind of just reach out and let's see what we can come up with together. That'd be really cool. So, you know, Opa, I think everybody needs Opa right now. And, you know, maybe we can come together and, uh, you know, make something positive out of this horrible time. Hmm? All right, guys. See you later. Boom. Alright, thanks for tuning in to Sung's Garage. I can't wait to share with you the process of building Opa. It's hard to believe it's been less than a week since I got them. But like I said at the end of the podcast, if you're great with your hands and have suggestions or ideas for Opa, reach out to Sung's Garage social medias and share some of your work with us. Also, if you want to see video of Opa, head over to Sung's Garage YouTube page to see Opa himself. Alright, hope everyone stays safe and healthy and you all be good. It's time to give a shout out to all the people that made 
Sounds Garage Possible. We got producers Anson Ho, Sal Gatula, Gary Lee, Aaron Strongoni. We got music by the one and only talented Lyrics Born. And we got food, catering, and hugs and love by Mickey Ann. All right, thank you very much. And also, all of you guys that are listening. Till next time, peace out. Money, 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 money.